number 51. Why are you here? This is one of my favorite stories, I have to say. We begin with a quote from W. Somerset Maugham uh, and of human bondage. He also wrote, of course, The Razor's Edge, which is uh, a great work of uh, spiritual fiction based on uh, spiritual truths that uh, Somerset Maugham uh, discovered for himself. He was one of the first Westerners to visit Sri uh, Ramana Maharshi in the, in the 30s after uh, Paul Brunton uh, discovered him in search of secret India. So, uh, Somerset Mom says, the secret to life is meaningless unless you discover it yourself. For years before I learned Vedic meditation, I looked for a spiritual path that would work for me. I, I stumbled forward trying things on my own. Uh, even going to India the first few times consisted mainly of reading books and attempting with little success to quiet my mind. I did take one meditation class in the early 80s. It was with a Buddhist monk from Thailand every Tuesday night for six weeks in West Los Angeles. There were 15 or 20 students, and he showed us how to breathe, how to sit, how to place attention on various parts of the body, how to contemplate certain ideas. And I loved the way he talked about consciousness. Uh, and, and I did experience some peace in his presence. And one night toward the end of the, our time together, he went around the room and with each person he asked a question, made an observation and or touched them gently. And in every case, the student either burst into tears sobbing in that soul-clearing way that can indicate the beginnings of true transformation. Or they would break into peals of laughter, infecting all those around them, again, indicating a, ma a major shift. It really was beautiful. And from my place in the back of the room, I watched with uh, awe and with gratitude and anticipation, and I have to say a bit of trepidation, uh, because at that time I believed I wasn't worthy of anything loving and kind. I wasn't worthy of being loved. I wasn't worthy of offering love. I had nothing to offer the world. And it was so lovely for me to be there and to not have to be uh, reminded of uh, the fact that I didn't belong. And I had some trepidation that this was going to call me out, that I was going to be seen here in a way that I didn't want to be seen. I felt separate and apart from everyone, all the people in the room, and certainly from the monk himself, and I was afraid I'd miss what the others were experiencing. Still, I held out hope. None of us study any of this unless we have at least a certain amount of hope. And with only a few of us left to go, the little monk stopped in front of me. He took my hands and he cocked his head gazing at me quizzically for the longest time. The room fell silent, and finally he said, Why are you here? Oh, no. <laughs> this wasn't at all like the questions he'd asked the others. I, I, I tried to answer, stumbling over the words, um, uh, to, 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 to learn to meditate. He smiled and shook his head as if to say, Come on. Then he asked me again, 
why are you here? Oh, God, my stomach dropped. I felt the beginnings of anxiety creeping up the back of my neck. I felt like my head was on fire. Uh, because uh, because I uh, because I really I want to learn how to m- meditate, and now he stared right at me. He let go of my hands. Why are you here? He was becoming stern. I had no idea what answer he wanted. I I, I tried to start a sentence. I uh, 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 but I had nowhere to go with it. So I just shook my head. I wanted to say, tell me. Why am I here? Maybe that's why I'm here, to, for you to tell me why I'm here. Please tell me. But the little monk just looked at me. He seemed disappointed, and he dropped his gaze, and he shook his head again. And uh, somewhat sadly, he moved on to the other few people who still remained. I had missed my chance for healing, for transformation, for release, for relief. Though he stared at me a few times in the final sessions, the monk never spoke to me again. And I never figured out what he was asking or how I was supposed to have responded. You know, to the enlightened mind, there is no space, there is no time. There is only the here and now. To totality, the here and the now is every space and every time. Though he asked the question then, the answer I have today comes from my current understanding. Now I like to think the monk was asking me the big question. Why are we here, any of us, all of us? To wake up, I would have answered, to be enlightened, to find God, to know totality, to know consciousness, to know myself as consciousness. And to put it in more human terms, just to learn how to love everything, everyone, always. Just to learn how to love. These are reasons to be alive. I, I imagine that my answer to the monk from here at the far end of the telescope is meeting his question there in the past. I, I imagine him smiling and, and nodding at me with the approval and love I Oh, so desperately needed at that time and so desperately wanted from him. And from the place I am today, I can smile and nod back at him and say, thanks, man, that was a good class. Today, I will know that I have a purpose and that this purpose will become apparent simply by virtue of my continuing to be open to the question And by asking myself, whenever I think of it, how might I be more loving? Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to Embracing Bliss. I started this podcast and the book it's based on to offer a daily reminder to myself as well as to you that we have the freedom to choose happiness. And if ever we needed happiness and freedom to choose in this world, now would be that time. So please do share it with someone you love, send it to a friend, and also please stay in touch. Links for Instagram, uh, the book Embracing Bliss, and to sign up for my newsletter can all be found in the show notes. Until next time.
Have a great day.